Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. This is episode number one. Your host, Tina Reppa, will be discussing how to embrace discomfort to get that much-needed growth in your running and throughout life. Hey there, runners and non-runners and future runners, and I hope that I turn everyone into a runner. Um, It's Tina, and I am officially recording my very first podcast episode. So I have been collecting some audios that I've been doing throughout the course of the programs that I'm running for runners. Um, And so I've been kind of, you know, I have some interviews and I have some lives that I've done, some coaching calls that I've recorded because every time I sit down to do a podcast, I get so nervous and I don't know why. Like I click go live on Facebook or go live on Instagram and it's no big deal. And I feel like it's because I am like looking at the people who are joining and reading chats and getting feedback and it feels so much more like a conversation and this podcast concept is so new to me and it feels very bizarre. So I'm here with my microphone and I have the camera running so that I have um video and audio clip so I'm literally looking at myself and it feels like I'm talking to myself so um, I've kind of put this off for a while before jumping in just because it felt so awkward I would often come down here into the office and if you can even imagine what this could look like I am in my closet of my bedroom And there aren't doors on this part of my closet, but we have a desk down here and my husband works from home. So this is where he's set up every day. And so I'm sitting in here now. I come down to the closet and get on the computer. And I don't know how many times I've pushed record on my podcast software. And I've kind of just stared and then mumbled and then stopped and then tried again and stared and mumbled. And it just felt so weird. But this is something I've been wanting to do so badly for so long. Um, I honestly have been kind of building this business, this running program business, Tina Reffa Running, for about three months now. We're We're at about three and a half months. And, you know, part of building that business is reaching out to people and connecting with others and doing that through social media mainly. Um, and of course through podcasting and, you know, getting on social media was not, is not my favorite thing. I actually 
deleted my social media for a very long time, for many years, because I just felt like it was a time sucker. Like I felt like I would get on there and I would be scrolling and I don't even know where the time would go. It would be like way past the time I wanted to go to bed and I, you know, I'd spent too much time on it. I felt like I didn't accomplish anything and I had kids and I just felt like I wasn't really getting much value out of it. I felt like I was wasting time and there were other things that I could enjoy doing that would make me feel better. And so it was one of the best things I ever did, to be honest, was getting off of social media. Um, I ditched Facebook first and then I stuck around on Instagram for a while, but I really kind of cleaned out my Instagram and I really kind of only started following people who I felt like I was learning things from, who were kind of lifting me up and building me up and making me, you know, challenge myself in different ways. And um, so I felt like I stopped using it as, you know, the typical social media platform. With all that being said, whenever I wanted to take on this journey of starting a running program or running business, I knew I would have to get back on there. And so, of course, I did. And I started, you know, a whole new Instagram. It's at Run with Tina Repa. And it's, it was separate from my personal one that I had before because I wanted it to strictly be about business. And so part of the, you know, the building the business portion of Instagram is that you have to get on and you have to get on a lot and you have to post often, several times a week, if not every day for a while, just to kind of gain traction. And at first it feels so awkward and corny because you're like, why do I do people really want to hear this? And you feel like you're fishing for people. You feel like you're trying to get people to find you. And that's really like, it's kind of yucky feeling like you, you feel like you're putting yourself out there and, um, you know, you're kind of begging people to come and follow you because of course you want to find people. But I really had to kind of step back and stop looking at it that way because that was so uncomfortable for me. And I started thinking, thinking of it as more of, you know, kind of like, you know, putting out a beacon and hoping that the people who need me would be able to find me. And that really does help the whole concept, but it's still very hard to get on social media. But I do try to think about it as I'm putting myself out there because there are people who need something like this that I have to offer, like a running program um, or some motivational inspiration regarding running. And I think that those people need me to continue to put myself out there so that they can find me. And that really, really helps. But I knew that podcasting was going to be my thing. I knew it. I, it is so much easier for me to hop on here and just talk through all of these things I'm very passionate about. And it feels more intimate than a post and hashtags and all of those things on Instagram. Um, I've recently kind of started back up my Facebook. My I guess it's kind of my personal Facebook. So I completely deleted the account. And then I, when I started this a couple months ago, I opened up under my name. And, you know, Facebook is really good about just giving you so many people that you might want to connect with. So instantly I started getting a lot of followers who I had either gone to high school with or gone to college with or have worked with at previous jobs or who I'm currently working with, and it just started to click quickly. I had this rule that I was never going to friend anybody myself. Like I would never reach out because I didn't want people to think that I was reaching out because I wanted them to like purchase my program or something like that. Because 
that's not that's never really my goal um i wanted them to find me if they needed me and so if they requested my friendship of course i accepted so um all of this to say that i know that podcasting is going to be my thing i know it's going to be how i reach people and how i connect and it's going to make me feel like I'm putting out that beacon and I'm doing it in a way where I can offer so much value just by being here and having listeners take it in and really think about some of the things that I'm going to, some of the thoughts that I'm going to challenge them with, um, some of the misconceptions that we have about ourselves, some of the misconceptions we have about running and what our runner should be like and what a runner has to do and all of the things that keep people from taking the next step all of the things that keep people from jumping in and doing something new and uncomfortable, that's all a reflection of how we see ourselves. I mean, when it comes down to it in life, anytime you want to grow or go somewhere or make a change or make an impact, you have to be willing to accept discomfort. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable and to embrace it, knowing that it's a positive thing. Discomfort is, it's a transformation. It's a change. And if you can accept that, <clears throat> that being uncomfortable is okay, then that's when the growth takes place. And this is true in life, of course, but certainly in running. I can't tell you how many runners, new runners that I've worked with and talked to who think they can't be runners and then they start um, either you know a challenge that I'm having or a program that I have and instantly they start to feel discomfort and then with that dis discomfort they automatically start to say to themselves I knew this wasn't for me I knew I couldn't be a runner it's uncomfortable it hurts it's not meant for me but discomfort happens to everybody no matter what level of a runner you are, whether you're an elite or whether you're a non-runner taking your first couple of steps, you're going to experience discomfort. And if you're not feeling uncomfortable, you are not growing. So yeah, sure, you can go take a nice comfortable walk around the block and that's enjoyable and it's, you know, it can, you know, give you some clarity about your day. But if you want to grow and you want to be a runner, you are going to have to get uncomfortable, bottom line. If you are already a runner and you want to run faster, you have to get uncomfortable. If you're already a runner and you want to run farther, then you have to get uncomfortable. Do you see how that works? If you want a new job, you have to get uncomfortable and you have to go through the interview process. If you want to try pretty much anything new, because new things are scary, change is scary. If you want to try anything new that you've never done before, you're going to have to embrace getting uncomfortable, bottom line. And so the reason I hopped on to do this podcast today, I was going to do a live on Facebook because as I've mentioned, it's so much easier for me to do that, um, for that back and forth conversation. But I was talking to my husband downstairs and we were reading through a lot of the, the runners who are finishing up the prep me program, which it's a four week program meant to prepare you to take on a 5k plan, a 5k running plan. It's kind of like 
you know, the steps before a 5K program would start. It gives you a little boost. It's four weeks long, and um, they're getting ready to jump into the 5K program tomorrow. And we were reading through some of their comments, and, you know, they were mentioning having, you know, tight calves and tight feet and having discomfort throughout the process of the four weeks. This is something that we often talk about. And, you know, we give them the tips of stretching and icing and all of that. Um, To be honest, I would say most runners, even non-runners, even non-worker outers, um, are okay with accepting that discomfort and knowing what to do with it. But sometimes runners, new runners, will get, you know, scared that they're having these feelings. And so I think that what happens is once you allow yourself to keep showing up enough to realize that it it happens, um, it doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen sometimes. And it happens to all runners, not just new runners. You know, you'll have that discomfort and those aches and pains sometimes. Um, You realize that everybody hits that point whether you're an elite or a beginner, you will hit that point of discomfort and things will start to ache and things will start to hurt. Um, And Courtney DeWalter, who is an amazing ultra runner, um, I encourage you to look her up if you want some inspiration. She talks about her pain during her races. She refers to it as the pain cave. And she talks about, you know, she is an ultra runner. She runs hundreds of miles at a time, hundreds. And she talks about when she goes in and out of the pain cave and how she deals with those emotions and those, you know, sometimes it's physical, sometimes it's mental, but you go into this place where it's just kind of a suffer fest for a little bit, Um, but you always come out. And so I remember listening to one of Courtney DeWalter's interviews and her talking about the pain cave. And I was actually on a run and this had been the first time that I'd gotten back into running after a while. I had taken quite a break from running um, several months. I was running, you know, little runs here and there, but it, it was several months since I had really taken on a running plan or any type of running goals. And I was listening to her on the interview and she was talking about the pain cave and it really hit me that everybody has a pain cave and the earlier are you on, earlier on you are in your running journey the sooner the pain cave comes and so the pain cave meaning that point where it's kind of like oh i'm here this is tough i've got to push through it because there is an other side you will come out of it but you're always going to go into it at some point and i think that for new runners like the minute you take that first step is the minute you're in the pain cave And so what happens is the more you show up and the more steps you take, it seems that you kind of push that pain cave down the road so that you have more of an enjoyable time before entering the pain cave. And so new runners coming in, they're taking that first step and the first step is landing them right smack in the middle of the pain cave. And then they want to turn around and come back out and say, this stinks. I hate running. Running's not for me. I'm not made to run. I don't have those genes and all of those answers, all of those reasons that you would have to quit um, because they don't yet see that the pain cave is temporary and that there is a light at the other side and that the longer you do it and it doesn't take that long it doesn't take that long you just have to consistently show up and the longer you do that you'll see that the pain cave gets pushed farther and farther away and the more that you run 
the more you'll do before hitting that discomfort um, at that level and enter into like Courtney refers to as the pain cave. So um, it's really just something you can, I try really hard to convince my runners that it's okay. You know, we have to talk a lot about it. I have to keep reminding them, not that they're so afraid of being uncomfortable. I mean, there is some level of I'm uncomfortable. This is bad. What should I do? But there, there's a lot of reassurance that ne- that is needed for brand new runners that it's okay that you're uncomfortable. It's okay. It doesn't, running might look easy for other people. You might drive down the road and see somebody running and think, gosh, they're going fast and they look comfortable. Um, but I feel like it always, it feels more challenging than it looks. And so there's a misconception that, you know, those runners who are running down the road every day and you see them, they look so comfortable and, and they might be, but there is a certain level of discomfort in running for everybody. Now there's a certain level of excitement and enjoyment that you get out of it as well. It's not that every time you go for a run, you're going to be uncomfortable, but certainly every time you're trying to reach a new running goal, you're going to be uncomfortable 100%. Um, and it's very easy to convince new runners of that when they jump into a program where it's requiring them to do, you know, like for our hours, for instance, is three workouts a week, consistently show up for three runs each week. And it starts you from the very beginning, like the, the, um, the first, I think the first workout in the challenge might be like a 20 second jog and then a five minute walk. And it, you know, it's set up with intervals such as that. And, Um, So that 20 seconds feels really hard. Like that's 20 seconds of the pain cave right away. But then, you know, by the end of the four weeks, the intervals increase, you know, slowly and steadily. But they can look back and you can remind them, hey, your pain cave was at 20 seconds when you started. And look at you now. Like, yeah, you might be running two minutes and finding that you're in the pain cave for the last 30 seconds. But if you think back to week one, the first time you stepped out on the pavement, you were in the pain cave from second one of those 20 seconds. And so it was so fun. This week was the final week of that, the prep program. And you know, it's that panic kind of is consistent, not in all runners, but in many runners, new runners, that panic of this is uncomfortable, Tina, this is uncomfortable, Tina, I'm still uncomfortable, like they want me to know this was not easy, this was not easy, and I know that, and I expect that, but I think they're trying, they're waiting for the moment when I give them permission to quit. They're waiting for the moment when I say to them like, oh, you're right, this must not be for you, but I don't, and I think they're kind of like, but I wanted to remind you this is hard for me, in case you forgot, this is hard for me. And it's been four weeks and it's still hard for me. Uh, But I said to them this past week when they were going out to run their two minute intervals and I had a couple people message me, Tina, this is still hard for me. This was so hard. You know, I did it, but it was hard. And I said, okay, now I want you to pick one random night that you don't have a run this week. And I want you to go out and just do one interval of 20 seconds of jogging. Just go out and do 20 seconds of jogging and then stop. And then tell me how you feel. And so a couple of them had done it. Some of them still haven't done it yet, but they're going to. They had done it and they were like, oh my gosh, that was easy. And yes, it was easy. The reason the two minutes is hard is because you are growing and we are pushing ourselves past two minutes now. And if you're trying to go somewhere with a training plan, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. And so um, they'll still do that. You know, we're getting ready to kick off the 5K plan. 
most of the people from the prep me program are moving into the 5k program that starts tomorrow and i will still have to remind them they'll still have that kind of um that panic about being uncomfortable and they'll still remind me this was hard this was uncomfortable this was hard this was uncomfortable and i will continue to remind them that's because you're growing you're in the pain cave and you're growing but if they really think about it they'll remember that they were in the pain cave for that first 20 seconds of their very first interval and now to go out and do 20 seconds for them is nothing it's so easy they're not in the pain cave and they're smiling and then it, it kind of clicks and it's so funny because it it clicks at different times for different people um, but one of the runners from the program she is one that lacks a lot of confidence I mean it has taken a lot of convincing she has wanted to kind of bail out um, not bail out like she wants to quit. She wants to do it so badly. It will, it will bring her to tears how badly she wants to do it. But she's waiting so, she's waiting so much for herself to fail. Like she's just waiting to, to fail and to have to tell me I can't do this. I think the best thing that she ever did was she signed up for both programs at the same time. I offered them, um, there was an opportunity where I said, you know, you can have a discount if you decide to go all in and, and go into the prep program, but then stick with it um, and go like basically sign up for the 5K program um, and you'll get this discount. And so she did that. And I'm so glad because I think that had she, if, if she knew that there was an opportunity to not go on she may have taken it and not because she doesn't want to because she wants it so bad but i think she would have had to convince herself again she might have to pump herself up and convince herself all over again that she can do something that's this difficult because she doesn't think that she can she doesn't think that she can and i think that it would have just been hard for her to say like okay i think i can do this because there's this this level of okay i'm jumping from one plan to another but you already start telling yourself if you have if you lack that confidence that can i really do this and you start to have fear and think well this must be scary right this 5k program must be something that i pro i know i can't do it i know i can't run a 5k i can't do that um but i do assure them it's basically like the next week of the prep program it's not you know, it's nothing to be afraid of. It's it, This program was made to build them up and, and to get them ready for that. But um, all of that aside, it's a, con a confidence problem. It's not a physical problem. It's not a physical limitation. It's a confidence limitation. And so um, she had it, it click for her this week. Literally week four, um, work, I think it was workout two or maybe even workout three, which is the last one of the prep program. And she said, you know, it was hard, but it was doable. And I was uncomfortable, but I feel good. And I ran this whole way, like it clicked for her. She realized that it was hard because she's getting so strong and doing so much more. And she was so resistant to that in the beginning. So resistant. She didn't want to accept that. She didn't want to accept that she was doing better and that's why it was hard because she was convinced that it was hard because there was something wrong with her and she wasn't going to be able to make it. And I cannot wait to prove her wrong. I really think that I've gotten addicted to um, taking non-runners and people who want to do it and really want to do it, but they just don't think that they can and convincing them to just try, like just try and just keep showing up. Like I promise it works and 
um, watching them at the end is the best feeling in the world. The best feeling in the world. Watching them get ready to run their 5K and just blowing their minds with, I can't believe I did that. Because I think, you know, when people try to do things on their own without having, you know, maybe a rhyme or a reason, I did that for years. I probably did that for seven years of running. I would go out and just run what I thought I was supposed to be doing in order to run a distance. And it was very hard. And I burned myself out. I ran way too much. And it wasn't until recently, to be honest, I've been running for 15 years. It wasn't until recently when I realized I can run three really great days a week and grow so much as a runner and be happier and be more confident in my running because here's the thing I would have myself on five day a week running plans where I'm running five six sometimes seven days a week because I want to be ready but I would ultimately miss at least two of them because of life right life is just not conducive to being able to run that much um And so I would miss it. And then what's my first feeling? You know, if I miss it, my first feeling is I'm failing. I'm failing and I can't do this. Well, when I shift that mindset to my goal is three solid runs each week, three solid runs. If I'm not running on one of those days, I'm succeeding because my goal is three running days each week. And if you just show up for those three days each week consistently, I haven't missed a workout in months since I've kind of switched over to this myself. When I first started um, convincing runners to try this, this three days a week, these three day a week plans, I did that because I thought that for a new runner that taking on more than that would be too hard. But I started doing the programs with my very first group Um, and I kind of went through it with them and I realized like, whoa, this is working. I'm getting stronger. I feel really good. No part of me feels like I'm slacking or failing and I'm only running three days a week. I mean, I may throw an extra one in there here and there for fun because I, it it helps me so much with my mental and emotional state. Um, but that's a bonus. So I'm doing really, really great with three workouts a week. And so I guess to wrap up this podcast, I just wanted to share that if anybody is just getting started, if you are new to the game and you feel like you've taken your first couple of steps and it's uncomfortable, then you're doing the right thing. Because if you're taking your first couple of steps and it feels so good that you're just completely comfortable, that's fine. And it probably feels good but you're not going to grow. And if you're not looking to grow, that's that's great. That's fine. You keep doing that. But if you want to take your fitness level, even if you want to take it from nothing to something, you're going to have to get uncomfortable. And I'm going to have to, I will have several podcasts talking about the reasons behind why I think running is such a great idea for anybody who's not working out right now and is looking for motivation, why running could be the key to get you motivated. Um, that's a whole podcast for another day. But just remember, if you're not stepping into your pain cave at some point, then you're not growing. You're not changing yourself and you're not physically challenging yourself. So embrace that discomfort. Know that your pain cave is going to come right away if you're just starting. 
but that the more you show up continuously, the farther away that pain cave will get and the more comfortable moments you will feel. And those moments of comfort will soon, down the road, turn into miles of comfort. And that's pretty crazy. And that's when you fall in love with running. And that's when you get all the benefits of the clarity and the the soul cleansing of running and the workout without the pain cave coming on right away. So stick with it. Keep showing up. Keep running. And get comfortable being uncomfortable. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.